You are listening to the Anna Brandt Podcast for the year 2022. Anna Brandt has been a professional photographer for over 22 years and has taught worldwide in over 32 countries and continues to educate in person and online. My name is Ava Brandt and I am happy to welcome you to the third season of my mom's podcast channel. We hope you subscribe and stick around. Hi, everyone. Today, I have a question for you. What would you do if all social media vanished tomorrow? How would your clients find you? Let's think about that for a second, because in a lot of my workshops and when I'm teaching or mentoring photographers, every class, I go around the room and I ask all of the photographers to tell me how their clients found them. And when I go around the room, I'd say about 50% will say Instagram. A good portion will say Facebook, and then a good portion will say client referral. For me, I would say my number one would be client referral. My number two would be the doctor's office. I have a display in a doctor's office. There's over 50 canvases that are on display, and I've had this display for over 16 years. The third would probably be Instagram right now, maybe the fourth Facebook and the fifth YouTube. But I can honestly say that throughout my career, my number one and number two have either been client referral or doctor's office. Instagram has not been number one, neither has Facebook or any other social media account. But yet when I talk to photographers, especially ones that have been in the industry five years or less, their number one and number two are usually Instagram and Facebook. Now, we all know that we don't own Instagram and Facebook. We also all know that over this past year, Instagram has gone down more than once, as well as Facebook. Also in the news, Alex was telling me recently that Facebook is losing a little bit of its market share right now. So then he and I were discussing today's podcast topic, and he said to me, what would you do if that happened? So I ask you, what would you do if that happened? If I was your client, would I be able to find you? I'm hoping the answer is yes, Anna, of course, because my website is amazing And my clients know that they can find me at the website or they can just come to my studio and find me. But if you don't have a retail studio, this might be a little hard. If you haven't updated your website recently, mm, may not be so great, right? Your website is your home. And it's amazing that so many photographers don't invest time and money in their website. Or they put a little bit of time, but the instant response that we get from Instagram and Facebook is so overwhelming that it brings us so many clients that we think, well, no one's really coming to my website. They're they're finding me on Instagram. They're sending me DMs. and, And that's working. But we don't own Instagram and we certainly don't own Facebook. And I think that we know by now that anything can change in a dime, right? I mean, come on. We've learned this with COVID. That everything that we thought to be true all of a sudden came to a screeching halt. And all of a sudden, when COVID happened and the quarantine happened, we were all shut in our homes. How quickly did that happen, right? 
One minute we were fine, and the next minute we were told to stay home. Businesses were shut down overnight. We never thought that would happen, right? We couldn't have predicted that. If someone had told you two, three, four years ago that this was going to happen, would you have believed them? Probably not. So what if Instagram shut down tomorrow? You would say, no, nah, I don't know, there's too much money involved. Really? How much money did COVID cost us as a society, as a nation? Businesses were lost and are irrecoverable because of COVID. People's lives were lost. There are people no longer on this earth because of COVID. Now, comparing lives lost and Instagram shutting down aren't the same, right? But businesses, a business loss is a business loss. And if Instagram was gone tomorrow, even if it was gone a day, how would that impact you? Well, you may say, oh, well, then I would get like a day off from a a million DMs, right? Or if you're a business that has been relying on DMs and instant responses, that may cost you. But people lose Instagram accounts every day from fraud. You, You see it on social media all the time. Oh my gosh, I just lost my entire Facebook page. Oh my gosh, my Instagram account was hacked and it's all gone. I see it on social media all the time. So we could lose Instagram, not just from a digital disaster, but somebody could hack your account and it's gone overnight, in seconds. We know this. It happens all the time. And you could say, well, Anna, the same thing could be about my website. Yeah, actually, yeah. I've had my website hacked before. Absolutely. You could lose your entire website. I've said previously in different podcasts that I owned a website called handcolor.com. And this website was when I was an enthusiast and I would hand color photographs and then I ended up selling oils. And I've shared before that brand is called Aetna, the company that sells oils. Well, I don't know if they do anymore, but they did 20 years ago. They bought this website and they hired me to be a consultant. Well, this website was hacked, I think like three times. The entire thing was, was taken down. I remember getting an email and a log on and it was gone. It was gibberish. And I rebuilt that site, not once, not twice, but three times. Now I was a web designer at the time. I knew the content and I rebuilt it pretty fast until I was no longer being contracted from that company anymore. And that site doesn't exist anymore. So you can't just say, well, the website is the end all and be all because that could happen. And I could teach you some basic website 101 and make sure that it's backed up and recoverable in the hosting company that you're dealing with. They should be able to recover it. And, you know, you should have all the data backed up and, you know, on and on and on. But the point is that if you're running a business, regardless of what business you're running, photography, selling widgets, clothing, your content influencer, whatever business you're doing, we are all guilty of relying on social media to boost our business. Why? Because that's what we're taught. We're taught that we need followers. We're taught that we need to have a presence. And so you're going to say, but Anna, this, we take classes for this to boost our, our, you know, work on our Google analytics and boost our profiles and make sure that we have enough followers and we do our reels and we do our video and we do everything we're supposed to be doing. And so you're going to say, but Anna, it's what, it's just going to be gone tomorrow. And then what? 
I'm just saying that as a business owner, regardless of what business that you're in, you need to be everywhere all the time and you need to make sure that you have a solid foundation. Obviously, having a retail business helps when it's outside of your home because somebody could just walk into your studio. I've actually had this happen before. I've actually had clients walk into my studio and go, hey, Anna, I'm just checking up on you. Haven't gotten your emails in a while, which is so funny to me because to me, I'm on social all the time. I'm live all the time. And I feel like you could just search where is Anna Brett and pretty much find where I am. But yet I still, because I have a retail studio, get people that just randomly drop in to actually have an in-person conversation with me. Isn't that funny? They can pick up the phone and call me. They can email me. They can go to my website. They can DM me. They can find me on Facebook. They can find me on YouTube. And they still just walk in my studio. It's kind of fun. It's kind of comforting. It's kind of nice knowing that that still exists. Do you ever have neighbors that still knock on your door and say hello? Kind of cool, right? To just have a neighbor walk over and say, hey, I just thought I'd see you in person and say hello instead of texting you and DMing you. Remember those days where we would just walk to our neighbor's house? Isn't that nice to still have that? And and when we were in quarantine, neighbors were still doing that, sitting on their front porches, talking to each other, right? It was kind of nice. You need to make sure that if you're going to run a business, you need to run it effectively. Having a business number outside of your personal number is important. Having a place for your business, whether it's a home office, whether it's on your property, whether it's a retail space, or whether it's your basement, is important to separate it from family. Making sure that your clients know how to get a hold of you if Instagram and Facebook were to blow up tomorrow is important. Having a website that's up to date is important. There's nothing worse than going to someone's website and seeing their blog from five years ago. You wonder, are they even still in business? I went to a website the other day for a business and it hadn't been updated in five years. And I sent them an email because I was trying to order something and they said, oh, we're in business, but they hadn't bothered to update their website. The same day I had seen a popular photographer blowing it up on Instagram. And when I went to her Facebook page, it was almost like she didn't even exist. She had put all her focus on her Instagram followers But her Facebook followers, there were like two comments on the same image that had 25,000 comments on Instagram. Isn't that interesting? So one day your clients may be coming from Instagram and the next day they may be coming from Facebook. Or what about LinkedIn? I had a workshop the other day and we were sitting in a circle on the floor having what I call circle time. And I mentioned LinkedIn and out of 15 photographers, I think only four or five said they were active on LinkedIn and the other, at least close to 10, looked at me like, what? What is LinkedIn? And it's like, oh my gosh, it's like the Facebook for any entrepreneur out there or any business owner out there, any CEO, CFO, you name it, they're on LinkedIn, right? My kids would say, mom, only the moms are on Facebook. Anyone that's anyone should be on Snapchat or TikTok, right? So every generation is going to be different. And the CFO is going to be like, Facebook, no, I'm on LinkedIn. That's where all of my colleagues are. So knowing your audience is important. Is your audience teenagers? Are they 20-somethings, 30-somethings, 40-somethings, 50-somethings, 60-somethings? Who is your audience? 
And if you have a range of audience members that are from 20 to 60, you better believe you better not only be on every single platform that's out there, but have a strong website presence as well. All of these things are super important. And then you're going to say what I hear all the time. And I don't have time. Anna, do you manage your own social media? This is a question I get asked every single day. And I do. Now, why do I? I think it's a little easier for me. I've been working with websites since I was 22 years of age. So for me, it's it's kind of like my kids now. You know, people ask me, do your kids do photography? And I'm like, it's it's... How do I explain it? It's it's who they are. They they all have cameras. They all have Instagrams. They all have YouTube channels. They all know how to do video. My all of my kids can edit in Lightroom on their phone. They they it's just an extension of who they are. It's like each finger does something else, right? They can. My daughter created a reel for me in the car on the way to school. You know, and, and the time it, you know I would think about creating a reel, she had already created one. So you know, this generation that's coming up, it's not even a thought for them to oh, let me just do a video and throw it up on YouTube. You know, Ava, my daughter does voiceovers. It's not a, a thought for her to go in her room, throw her headphones on, grab the mic, and do a voiceover and send it to somebody who's sending her a bid for a job. She does it faster than I could fold laundry. So what's great about that generation is they're growing up in it. They don't really know anything else. And then you talk to, you know, the later generation, 30s, 40s, 50s, and they're like, wait, show me how to create a reel. Wait, how do I create a video? Wait, I have to put it on YouTube and what? Talk to my community. Years from now, I can't even imagine what my my kids' kids are going to be like. I, can't, I don't even know. People will just beam in the air. I don't even know. I, 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 the whole life will be a virtual reality. I don't even know. I think it'll be fun to, to see it all change. And I remember that my mom would just sit and smile at me whenever I would just rattle off things. She would look at me and she would just be like, wait, you're doing what? And you're going to Dubai and what? And you're on YouTube and what? And what does live mean? And Facebook? And she would, you know, just be trying to catch, catch up with my speed. And I feel the same way with my children. But here's the thing. If you don't have the time to do it, get someone else to do it for you. If I needed to have someone else handle social media, I could do it. Right now, the way things are, it's fine. But we have several guys working on YouTube. We recently brought in a new person to help us with our YouTube channel. And he takes care of our tutorial Tuesdays and cleaning up all our thumbnails. And that's been a blessing. And we hope to build a bigger team that can kind of take over more of our video and, and handle things like that. And my perfect dream would be to have a whole room of people that just handle the reels and the Instagrams and the stories and the YouTube. That, that would be fantastic to me. And then I could just go and handle the photography. And I'm sure we'll get there because that's what we're working towards. You have to understand that you need to do the work that only you can do. And so for me, no one else does my photography. I do my photography. And for me right now, no one can really create the posts that I want to create. But my daughters certainly help me with my reels and they help me with TikToks. And I think that's fantastic because they're far more capable of that than I am. But when it comes to my podcast and creating my videos, that's that's for me to do at this time. So you need to look back to the amazing list of things that you have to do and say, what can only you do and start delegating the rest out? Can't handle your website? Hire someone out to do it. 
invest the money in having someone else do your website. They'll do it right. They'll keep it updated and you can focus on the work that you're supposed to be doing. And this should go for every area of your business and your personal life. Should you be in the laundry room seven days a week? I know I was until I got so tired of it that I started to outsource my laundry because I didn't need to be in the laundry room seven days a week. And now I have a housekeeper that helps me at home and we have a laundry service that helps us with the laundry at the studio. And I've quoted Reverend T.D. Jake several times saying that if you're doing the work that someone else can do, you're not living your life's purpose. Does that mean that the person who's doing my laundry is less than? Absolutely not. They serve a very valuable purpose and the laundry service, I hope they're booming in their business because that is a valuable service that is taking the workload off of somebody else like me that I don't need to do. So you need to ask yourself, are you doing the work that you're called to do and everything else that stresses you out, that's outdated, that's not working properly, get someone else to do it. And for the love of God, ask yourself this question. If Facebook were to vanish tomorrow, if Instagram were to disappear forever, how would your clients find you? If your only answer was relying on those two social platforms, hmm, might be time to make a switch. Yeah. My name is Anna Brent. Thanks for listening. Did you like this podcast? We would love it if you gave my mom a kind review and reach out to her. To learn more about Anna, visit AnnaBrandt.com. You can find out about her education opportunities at AnnaBrandEducation.com.